The Last Word with Matt Cooper. So let's start with that story about Dublin being the second slowest city in the world for those driving their cars. Michael Sheridan, motoring journalist, tell us how this has been calculated. Well, um, every year, Tom Tom, who are one of the prime movers in navigation units and navigation mapping, um, issue a survey and they um, hit all the major cities in the developing world. So 387 cities were surveyed uh, for this year's report, or sorry, report on 2023. Um, and it showed that Ireland has been creeping up. We've always been sort of there, there, thereabouts in the top 10, uh, but traffic has slowed down to a crawl. And London is only a worse performer. Uh, in terms of wasting people's time when they're trying to get around the place in a car. Dublin comes in in second place ahead of Toronto, Milan and Lima in Peru. So the way they did it, they tested um, traffic flow in the morning and in the afternoon at specific times. And it takes 29 and a half minutes to travel 10 kilometres in Dublin City. Um, London London is ridiculous at 37 minutes and 20 seconds, but you could split, split seconds between the top five um, uh, with, with, with Dublin leading the way with 29 and a half minutes to travel. Do you know, that even strikes me as a generous estimate because the 10 kilometres was explained as Houston Station to Black Rock in South County Dublin. And I'd say you'd be doing well to drive that in less than half an hour, wouldn't you? <laughs> Well, it, it's funny. We, we always forget that um, Port Isle Dublin gets a lot of stick for for uh, traffic, um, and basically because it's you know it was a Viking city, a medieval city. The Normans came along, they straightened the roads, made them a little bit wider. But it was a city ultimately um, that was built to satisfy the needs of a cart, horse and cart, um, and vehicular traffic has always been an issue. It doesn't help that at the moment Dublin City Council. Uh, I really hate the private car. Now, while we're all moving towards EVs, they still hate private cars, even if they're not putting out any any emissions and don't want people in private cars in the city. And you can see it would be lovely to have cafe society everywhere and everybody being able to cycle safely and park their e-scooters wherever they want. But the trouble is... Uh, the place has to function and uh, people who have to go through the traffic uh, of Dublin City are losing an enormous amount of time and it's it's literally twice the time it takes for uh, Limerick and Cork um, while they have their issues, literally it's half uh, the time, uh, their duration. There's some 200 places further down in the league table uh, than Dublin. So Dublin is really a chronic basket case uh, where the private driver is is being persecuted by um, really bad planning and, and, a, and a city council that really hates the private car. Oh, Michael Pigeon, you're a Dublin city councillor for the Green Party representing the Dublin southwest inner city. Twice there, Michael Sheridan has said that Dublin city council hates the private motorist and private car. Is that true? I think if there's a war on a motorist, it's probably one of the least successful wars ever. Uh, if you look at the keys, you'll see it's dominated by cars. Um, I think the basic issue is actually one that Michael pointed out there, which is that the city is built. It's a Viking city. It's expanded since. But the city centre is one size. And since the 1980s, the number of cars in Ireland has gone up by more than 200%. So the city is one size. The number of cars doubles, trebles. And you expect that, you know, we can't be surprised that there's suddenly a huge amount of traffic. And it comes down to a core issue of maths in the city centre. You have to see what moves as many people as possible efficiently because the space is limited. We're not going to pave over the Liffey. There isn't much space. So if you look at the space that, say, a single double bus, Dublin bus takes, takes up a double-decker, uh, it's probably two, maybe three cars, depending on the size of the car. Those cars between them would probably have four or five people. Dublin bus is going to have probably 
20, 30 times that number of people, depending on occupancy of the cars or the bus, it's an absolute no-brainer that when it comes to the city centre, you have to prioritise, in particular, the bus as a core way of moving people quickly. Because no matter how wide you make the roads, they're always going to bottleneck. You can't put twice as many cars into one area and expect anything other than traffic. And that's what we've done and that's what we got. And with bus connects, with bike lanes, we're starting to unpick that gradually and start to prioritise the big things. Because I think when a, when a bus comes on the keys, it should be... If you remember when Joe Biden was in town, the second his car was on a road, the road was clear, everyone out of the way. A bus should be treated like that, just democratically, just mathematically, because it is carries so many more people than an individual car does. The sheer efficiency of it means everything should be out of the way of the bus. What do you say to that, Michael Sheridan? You know what, absolutely. Um, we, but the trouble is we've no underground, we are overground, trying to, to, trying to hop onto a, a packed Lewis at uh, rush hour time. It's, it's a massive problem that uh, Dublin City has. And even for somebody who doesn't live in the city, doesn't know their way around the city, driving or finding yourself uh, with the misfortune of having to get or traverse the city in a car is an absolute nightmare. And it, it, nobody wants to waste the amount of time that they have um, uh, so badly by being stuck in traffic. So, yeah, roll on the buses. You know, Dublin really, really has massive problems. And, and yes, everybody should be in buses. Um, we should have uh, a metro link to the airport. We should have an underground system. All of these sort of things. We don't. Uh, and we're not going it, to have it, for another 10 to 15 years, Michael. So what's not. the point in saying it? Exactly. And also the thing is, is you know, how, how easy is it for people to, to actually know when when and rely on a bus system? And also there's there's a certain security as well. And that's why it's, it's a terrible problem that the council has. And it's easy for me to just have a little pop there, which is a bit facetious of me. But... Um, how how can we how can we get people or coax people out of cars? Because again, a car gives you security. Um, it gives you a controllable space. It also a lot of people decompress if they've been in you know in town or if they're going back from their city centre employment to wherever they live, which might be on a bus route. They need to be in a car. Um, it's it's their own personal space. We all got used to 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 people appreciating a car even more at the time of COVID because again they could control their environments. They could you know have listen to what they wanted to listen to, be feel secure and safe. Not everybody can hop on a bus, but also we don't have enough buses. We don't have enough of a direct connection for buses. The sooner Bus Connects can get up and going, the better it'll be for everybody because nobody wants to waste their time traversing the city and if there is a quicker, more efficient way to do it, um, people will jump readily okay. onto public transport. So the more that's highlighted and the easier it is for people to use it, the better it'll be for everybody. Okay, Michael Pigeon, I'm a daily bus user. I'm lucky enough that I live in somewhere which is extremely well serviced by lots of buses on the way into the city centre so I can jump on one within minutes of going to look for one. Most people aren't in that position because there simply aren't enough buses or the routes simply do not suit them. So we've used the example of Houston Station to Black Rock. Now, I doubt you can do that 30 minutes in a car and a couple of taxi drivers have been on already to say no chance of that. But I know damn well you won't do it in half an hour in a bus. No, that's true. And that's why Bus Connects is so important, like building these bus corridors, building um, new routes, just ripping up the whole thing and starting again. But you remember at the start of this, we're talking about this because uh, Dublin is number two in terms of traffic congestion. You look at where number one is, it's London. I lived in London for three years. They've got a massive underground. They've got a great bus network, great over, over, um, overland bus or train service. Like London has done public transport really, really well, but traffic is still slow. And I think that that's that's something that we have to get to grips with, that 
Dublin might seem like a bit of an outlier, but really for big European capitals, if you still have cars going through the city centre, it's 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 the scale of it simply means it's not going to be fast, unfortunately. And we have to look at providing the the public transport, the walking, the cycling options for different journeys. There's always going to be some car use, there's always going to be some car journeys, but the idea of that you'll be able to hit a four forty K an hour average at rush hour down the keys it's, it's, it's a fiction. It's okay. just, it just, just doesn't exist in any modern European capital right now, and it's not going to exist in Dublin. Okay, last word listeners are texting into 087-4100-102. Philip says, all over the city, they are stopping traffic moving by slowing the light sequences. There's no efficiency with buses, really poor service. My son just bought a car to get into college because of poor service. His brother missed a college exam because three buses went past him. I always want these people to actually go out and stand at a bus stop to see how bad it is. I will never get out of my car. The number 15 bus route is supposed to be every 15 minutes, says Philip. Uh, look, I understand as well, uh, I, so I'm lucky in my own bus habits in that I don't have to travel at rush hour into town, so I'm coming at a quieter time. Another one, Brian says, traffic has become so much slower in Dublin since COVID because all the feeder lanes and junctions have been removed and replaced with exclusive bike lanes. Is that true, Michael Pigeon? That the ability to get through our streets has been damaged by the inclusion of bike lanes. Well, it's not damaged if you're on a bike. Um, here's the thing, like, again, it's a question... Only one person on a bike. There could be more than one in a car. Well, this, though, this is the thing. Well, it depends. There's a few tandems around. <laughs> but, um, but, like, this, again, depends about how you use the space efficiently. A bike lane is a fairly small sliver of road. It can generally move about 2,000 people an hour. We know the keys in Dublin probably move three or 400 cars an hour. It's a fairly small number. Uh, again, it's about using the space we have in the city centre efficiently. There's loads of space. If you go further outside of the city and the suburbs and that sort of thing, it's, 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 it's a different game. But in the core city centre, you have to maximise that space incredibly well. And a part of that is going to... Uh, you mentioned, for example, your bus is quite good. I, I, I don't know where you live, but I imagine it's probably a bus that has pretty good bus lanes the whole way through. If anyone uses the 145 from Bray or the 46A or something like that, it's pretty much got uh, bus priority all along the N11. And as a result, it's a great bus. If you put in bus lanes and you put in bus priority at traffic lights, it works. The bus is suddenly faster, more reliable, and uh, just 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 a nicer way to be. It's the buses that get snarled up in traffic or estates or bottlenecks. They tend to be the rubbish buses that, personally, I try to avoid. Okay, listener says, bike lanes in Dublin city centre are complete waste of time. Get them removed and put in more bus lanes instead to move more people. Michael Pigeon? I can't think of a single bus lane that's been removed to put in a bike lane and I wouldn't support it being done. No, I, I think they want to get rid of the bike lanes to put in more bus lanes. A uh, bike is a bit narrower than a bus. So I, th- I think the, the, the issue is generally there that a bike lane tends to not take up much space. The widest bike lane that I know of in the, in the city is um, just near Houston there and it's right beside a bus lane already. So I think generally that's the approach that's already taken. If there's somewhere that that listener has in mind, please get in touch with me because I think a bus lane is, a, is always a better priority. Another listener says uh, they want to improve the traffic yet the Dublin tunnel is now 12 quid during rush hours. Makes no sense. Yes, it's gone up from 10 euro. Another one listener is saying you can get the 145 from Houston Station to the N11 and then connect to Black Rock or walk the last bit or use the bus and dart. There are loads of options. Uh, then another listener saying that bike lanes take up a full carriageway. They don't. No, they, generally They take not. up about the, half the size of a car. But if you have an awful lot of narrow roads, Michael Sheridan, putting in a bike lane can really snarl up the space available for cars and buses and trucks, can't it? Absolutely. And let's not forget <coughs> that um, uh, Irish drivers um, um, aren't necessarily as a collective, we're not necessarily the best drivers in the world. Um, and people are still trying to grapple with the, the 
the one and a half metre or the one metre rule um, and, and, and passing distances. So if you take a narrow road, which used to take a car and you put a car and a bicycle on it, um, it, it the speed is dictated then by the bicycle going down that road. Now, <laughs> in fairness, in Dublin City, a bike will usually pedal quicker than a car could, could ever dream of going, uh, even on an early Sunday morning. Um, uh, and, you know, and I remember Dublin City streets where, you know, you used to be able to get to close to the speed limit. Now, that's the thing in the past, car drivers happily for, for, for go that. Um, but the, the, the notion of, of bus travel for a car driver, an existing car driver, there needs to be far more done to promote <coughs> the potential of a bus as an alternative form of transport for a car driver. We need more routes, say, that are given on a certain day and advertise as being free or say, give it a try or try this commute. Just make it free, do it for a day and say, See if you can get out of your car. See if you can make public transport port work for you. Because if it would, it, it would be great. It would save everybody. Okay. There is a car driver who wants to make an unnecessary journey. They really don't. And if you're going into the city, it can be hell on wheels for people. Uh, but but it, by all means, like you know, give people an alternative, but a, a practical alternative they can try and try it. And if it works, brilliant. Okay, very briefly, Michael Pigeon of the Green Party. I see your party leader, Raymond Ryan, today announced one and a half billion euro to be spent on cycle lanes between now and 2040. One and a half billion, an enormous amount but spread out and a lot of these are going to be rural routes aren't they and, and the other cities outside of Dublin Yeah because people will often say oh it's all well and, well and good for you in the city but, but there's actually a huge potential for this all over the country we've seen that in countries like Netherlands and Denmark where it's, it's not like some political statement it's not some sort of fashion statement or something to hop on a bike it's just the easiest way of getting around and for me we have to have an answer when parents say I don't want to be stuck in the school run I want my kid to cycle to school we should give them a safe option. Uh, JP says, on the traffic congestion, where's Galway on the list? It takes me an average 45 to 50 minutes to get from one side of the city to the other peak, roughly eight kilometres. I understand that, JP. I've always been shocked any time in Galway, almost what any day of the week it is and whatever time, by how difficult it is to get through in a car. Okay, Michael Pigeon of the Green Party, Dublin City Councillor, and Michael Sheridan, thank you both very much for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.